Welcome to Market Scale Building Management. I'm your host, Sean Heath. Today, I have the pleasure of having a conversation with my close personal friend, Jason Barrick. He's the Executive Vice President of Business Development for D3LED. Jason, my friend, how are you today? Oh, I'm doing great, Sean. Thanks for having me today. Hey, I have to say I'm, I'm thrilled I get a chance to talk to you because the last time we spoke, we didn't have an opportunity to talk about a project you got to work on with the Smithsonian. <laughs> It's one of those that uh, it's it's one of those projects that I could talk about for days. Literally, it's it's just has so many interesting aspects of it, and the story of how it came together is, is just just amazing. Well, let's do sort of like a, a debrief or a postmortem. Okay, mm-hmm. let's start off with what was the challenge or or what was the I don't want to say problem, but what was the the opportunity that the Smithsonian was trying to address. Let's start just on the first page. What was going on? So it actually started with the Smithsonian Channel, who wanted to have a presence, a larger presence at the Smithsonian. And in the visitor center, which is in the castle building, they wanted to do something unique, something that would really pull people in as they're entering the Smithsonian for the first time and learning about what's going on there. And our partner, Potion Design, brought us in as they had this concept of putting together this interactive touch table with a giant LED wall. And it's called the Gateway. Now, this building was built in 1849. So it had a lot of unique uh, architecture and different uh, uh, aspects of it that needed our attention. So it was, it, was, it was pretty cool how it came together working with the folks there uh, at the Smithsonian, the Smithsonian Channel team, and then also the folks over at Potion. Now, not a lot of uh, wall outlets in a building built in the 1800s. So let's leave the power supply challenge out of this because I'm really interested in the artistic approach that you took and just the sheer mechanical challenges that you had how did you how did that project turn into a project for d3 what was it seems like it would have been a natural progression but what was the process yeah so that's a really good question sean because with something like this you are looking at so many different aspects of a project it's kind of what we term at d3 is uh fit form and function first you look at the environment environment that's already built from 1849 how do you fit the technology in there and then form what are you going to do just throw something up against the wall or is it going to integrate a little bit uh, with the architecture is it going to be led lcd what's it going to be and then the function of it not only what is its function but how does it function so those three key areas were explored by both d3 and potion putting together a feasibility study, and then some conceptual decks for both the channel and the institution to look at. Uh, So we were able to get through that process and finally got to a point where they decided that they wanted a a large screen above this this entryway, but then had these legs on either side that kind of came down so that people's eyes could could really focus on all aspects of of the screen. It could really tell a very unique story. Well, you start this project, and obviously the first thing you're going to do is discovery. You have to figure out what are the rules, what are the requirements, what kind of parameters are we talking about. 
This is the Smithsonian. I would imagine that the laundry list of rules, requirements, and parameters you had to follow was, to put it politely, extensive. Extensive, yes, is uh, quite the understatement, Sean. When you look at the number of folks that were involved in not only the approval process for the initial design, but then all the different approvals when you go through, okay, how are we going to attach it to an, a, a building from 1849? As you mentioned before, where are you going to get the power? Uh, how are you going to operate it? All these things had to be very specifically detailed out to get through this approval process, which took two plus years. So it was uh, quite a feat. Uh, when you look at the surveys we had to do internally there with the structural engineering team, and then the electrical engineering team to even get uh, some concepts on how we were going to mount the display. And then that going through the approval process. Then you also had, okay, what type of content was going to be on there? And that had to go through an approval process. Uh, it was such a great experience that we met so many unique individuals throughout the process. And it was uh, a learning experience as well for us as a company that uh, you know was just invaluable. So you mentioned what the outcome was, the gateway. But I want to talk for a second, before you give me all the nice details about that, tell me about some of the initial ideas that maybe didn't make it off the drawing board. Oh, <laughs> oh gosh. Well, there was, uh, you know, having it project off uh, the, the wall on a couple different planes, uh, just which wasn't going to look very good. And then there were ideas of having... Uh, the display cover the doors and then uh, the entryway there and then have it removable. Uh, then there was a discussion of having a rear service display and building it out and having service platforms in the back there. And so it got a little crazy at times and there was a mirroring display on the other wall. And I think what they settled with in the end was perfect. It was subtle enough where you could tell you had this gorgeous, beautiful canvas that was showing their content, but it wasn't too much where it, it looked like Times Square. Well, what were the factors that really sort of sealed the deal and, and helped prove that, that this was really the way you wanted to go? I think uh, a good part of it was the orientation of, of the room there. It's an elongated room and the uh, the entryway that this uh, surrounds, uh, just the footprint just just worked. And when Potion came up with the idea to extend the screen on the, on the sides to make those legs, it just really brought it all together. So you have this 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 gorgeous building. You've got this this canvas that they can change really uh, with the click of a mouse. So it enabled them to do a lot of different things. So it kind of blended right into the environment rather than something that was, was obtrusive and, and looked like it didn't belong. Well, from a strictly mechanical and, and a pragmatic approach, we obviously understand the electrical challenges and wiring and just the infrastructure challenges that you would have putting such an updated system into an older building. But what other types of challenges did you face during the development process? So we, we had to find something that was going to fit uh, because they didn't want something that was 
too small. So we had to look at our uh, vast array of products and figure out which product was going to fit perfectly to, to minimize any seams, both on the sides and on the top. Then we had to look at uh, the ambient light in there. So we had to make sure that the display was going to be bright enough. Then we also had to look at, at the resolution. So there are a lot of technical details as far as what the function of the screen was going to be that we had to tie back into which product was going to work best. Uh, also, it had to be front serviceable. So we had to do some massaging in, in, in really the, the concept and the design so that we got the right fit of the technology to fit the objectives of what the Smithsonian Channel and the Smithsonian wanted to do. And then we also had to look at the functionality of what Potion's idea of the gateway was going to be so that we were able to kind of work backwards from um, what it was supposed to do and then into transition into what the technology was. Now, speaking about technology in the gateway, and I don't want to give away too many specific details because I really want people to go and experience this for themselves in first person. So I don't want to take away any of the, the surprise or the wow factor. What is the one piece of technology that you got to include in this installation that really sends it over the top? What's the thing? What's the real sizzle? And you look at it and you go, yeah, that's cool. I'll tell you, you know, what, what was super interesting about this project was because it took two years, um, by the time they were ready to pull the trigger on it, we had moved on to a next generation product and we offered it to them and they said it would take another two years to get all, all the approvals. So we were so dead set on giving them the functionality of this new product, we were able to go back in and rewrite the firmware, the older product, which gave them an immense color palette. And so when you look at the screen, the lifelike images, it, it's due to that next generation in, in D3's uh, engineering arsenal of, of the way we process colors, the way we drive our LEDs, and it is just phenomenal. And our our engineers were there and when they were working on it they they started sending me photos and it was just like boom 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 and it was it was just blew us away we were so excited to see that and they were just uh they were just excited as well so we were able to essentially uh upgrade them to the latest and greatest technology just by rewriting firmware and that's just what we do at d3 and uh the the final product there it's uh, it just continues to amaze the other part of it is we're able to implement uh, what we call our true control which allows them to do a lot of unique things by tying in other devices uh, like they they have the gateway touch table there which allows 13 users to kind of curate their own experience uh, creating endless possibilities of what they can put up on the screen so it's a really good learning tool there that people can play with and it really ties them into what's going on with the channel, what's going on with the Smithsonian. And it's just, just one of the most unique user experiences I've ever seen. On the back end, tell me a little bit about what's driving this. Tell me a little bit about, you don't have to give away the secret sauce, but tell me, just give me a little bit of a nugget of something that's on the back end that would really make me go wow. So it's, you know, D3's processing engine 
is really unique in the industry. Uh, most other uh, companies out there might use a, a third-party LED processor where we use our own. And that's really what uh, makes this display come to life. It, it allows that uh, connection to some of those uh, other technologies like the touch table that uh, Potion built, but it also allows us to drive all the content at full native resolution. Most others uh, may run some type of compression where because of not only our processing power, but the fact that uh, we're building the media servers that can drive these displays at very, very intense data rates really elevates everything to the, to the next level. That's why a lot of times people look at our displays, why do they look so good? It's because we're running native resolution, uh, full bandwidth on, on our system, which really, really allows it to shine. Tell me the first person that you got to see that was a, a guest or a visitor that you got to see and their reaction when they saw this installation. Well, it's, it's funny you ask that, Sean, because uh, we actually have a video of it as well. And it wasn't planned by any means, but right as we're kind of finishing things up and we went through our acceptance test, uh, this family start walks out. It's uh, this uh, other father and two sons and they're walking out and there's some butterflies on the screen and uh all of a sudden the the kids come to the table they start playing around all of a sudden you see uh bugs up there not butterflies but like hardcore bugs and they're just giant you know 28 feet bugs and they're just sitting there fighting and doing different things and the kids are changing the content father's taking pictures it was, it was just awesome. I mean, you couldn't have planned anything or staged anything like that. It just watching the joy on these people, these people's faces as they're having fun playing with the content that's going up on the screen was just incredible. I have seen pictures of the gateway on the d3led.com project page. And I highly recommend that if anybody wants to whet their appetite a little bit before they plan a trip, this will make you want to buy tickets today. Jason, here's the weird thing about this. It looks like a window. It doesn't look like it's out of place. You see the ceiling and it has the crown molding and the track lighting and it's the lighting is soft and it's a beautiful room. It does not seem out of place. It seems like it's always been there. That's amazing. You know, that's that's another good point, Sean. It kind of goes back to the collaboration on this entire project. And, you know, I've always said to you that the, our, our, our biggest successes with our clients is when it's a true collaboration. And with this one, uh, although with some of the bureaucracy over at the Smithsonian, it was kind of forced. But, uh, you know, all kidding aside, it, it truly, in the end, it it helped, you know, the, the, the people there are just amazing and wanting to exactly do that, wanting something to look like it's always been there or it's, you know, it's, it's not obtrusive. And it, I just can't, can't tell you how incredible it was to work with the entire team at the Smithsonian, Smithsonian Channel and Potion uh, to bring this project to life. Also, the, the team of uh, mechanical engineers, uh, structural folks i mean we you know we had to look at things like okay how much heat was the display going to generate and then look at the uh, the heat loads in the room there 
to make sure that they had enough uh, conditioned space. We actually had to relocate a couple vents behind there as well. So you look at something like that, and then when you, from my perspective, to be able to look back at this two-and-a-half-year project and look at every little detail that contributed to this gorgeous, uh, just beautiful installation that uh, it just creates an experience like no other. It's uh, it, This is what I love to do. Well, it is absolutely visually stunning. It's it's just such a dynamic experience that I hope everyone has a chance to go and see that. And I'm planning to go up there myself just because I love the Smithsonian, but I definitely have to go there and see this gateway because the pictures, while they are stunning, I can already imagine I'm going to be like a little kid when I walk in there and see that. Oh yeah, and definitely bring the kids for this one. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. You'll spend you'll spend more time in the visitor center. <laughs> I was going to say I don't know that I want to bring kids because then you have to share, and you know I'm not I'm not good at that. <laughs> I don't want them touching my stuff. Basically, is is what's going to happen. Uh, it has been absolutely a pleasure, and I'm so glad I got to talk to you again today. I've had the pleasure of having a conversation with Jason. Barrick. He is, of course, the Executive Vice President of Business Development for D3LED, and you can check out the project and all the other work that they do at D3 on their website, www.d3led.com. Jason, thanks so much for taking the time today. This was really cool. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Great speaking with you again, Sean. Take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, go to marketscale.com slash industries. And if you have a chance, subscribe to the MarketScale publications for the latest articles, videos, and podcasts from your favorite industries.